This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. We call them life's simple distractions, blaming them on the busyness of the world we live in because of our cell phones, the internet, climbing the corporate ladder, or just plain worry. All have had a part in making us take our eyes off the things of God and what He expects us to do for the kingdom. But although most see these everyday activities as ordinary and unimportant, they can nevertheless have catastrophic spiritual consequences. In this explosive five-day message of encouragement entitled The Battle Against Worldly Distractions, Pastor Ray exposes distractions what they really are. Powerful weapons in Satan's bag of tricks designed to take your focus off the things of God, neutralizing you and making you too busy to be effectively used by God. Have distractions taken over too large a share of your day, allowing Satan to make you temporarily ineffective, perhaps even allowing him to win the most important battle of your spiritual life. We use the story from Martha and Mary, how Martha invited Jesus to her house as a guest, and um, Mary immediately just goes and sits at the feet of Jesus, and is, you know, she understands that Jesus is there, the word of life is there, and, and he's speaking the words of life, and, and he, you know, when I listen to Jesus and put my eyes on Jesus, my life is changed, it's enhanced, it's better, it's increased. And, and he, she's listening, sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to Jesus. And Martha is running around the house trying to get stuff done. And she gets so irritated that Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus that she goes and complains to her guest, Jesus. Think about how fleshed out Martha is, that she actually goes to the guest complaining that her sister is not helping her, but just sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to the words of God. Don't you know, Mary, we have all this work to do. How can you just sit at the feet of Jesus? How can you just listen to what the Lord says? How can you just put your focus on Jesus when we have all of this work to do? And Jesus addresses it because Martha goes and complains, and Martha, uh, Jesus t- turns to Martha and says, Martha, Martha, The New King James says, you are distracted by many things. Mary has chosen the better part, and that I won't take away from her. And basically what he was saying is that I'm not going to rebuke Mary for not helping you because she has chosen something better than you have. Your focus isn't on getting the work done. Her focus is receiving from me and putting her attention on me. You're distracted, Mary, and this is what happens when you get distracted. Everybody say distracted. What happens when you get distracted is you get in the flesh. And when you get in the flesh, you're grouchy. You're ugly. You're not nice. You're confused. You're mixed up. You have your spiritual priorities out of order. 
other things become more important than my first and foremost priority, and that is staying connected to Jesus. Knowing that he is my life giver. He sustains me. He gives me every breath. He's with me and walks with me and carries me through my troubles and my hardships and trials, and that Jesus has not forgotten about me. So we go to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, and many of us know this story. It's a very simple story, a very powerful story. But Jesus had been ministering to the 5,000 that assembled and they were hungry and they didn't know where they were going to get the food. And, and Jesus told his disciples, you feed them. And he took the bread and the loaves and he broke them and, and he handed them to the disciples and they distributed them to the 5,000 and everybody ate and they had 12 basketfuls left over after everybody was filled. So they had had a full few days of ministry. This was a, uh, this was a conference, so to speak, that was going on and Jesus had been teaching, right? So he says to them, okay, brings them to a boat, and he says immediately, verse 22, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. So he basically said to his disciples, get in the boat. Get in the boat, and you're going to the other side. I'm going to go send the multitudes away. You get in the boat. Now, most of us, many of us know this story. Most of us in the room know this story. We know that they encountered a storm, and we'll get to it in just a minute, but I just want to point something out to you. Do you think that Jesus didn't know that when they got in the boat, that there would be a storm that they would encounter? Just because you're a believer and you serve Jesus and you're in the boat with Jesus doesn't mean that it's always going to be a smooth ride. Everybody thinks, well, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm believing, I'm tithing, I'm doing, well, how come nothing's changing? How come I, I have a greater storm? Listen, just because you're in the boat with Jesus doesn't mean that it's always going to be a smooth ride. Do you think the devil is going to let you have a free ride? Do you think the enemy is going to allow you to have a free ride? He kicks up every kind of distraction in your way to try to get you to abort the mission, try to back up, to quit, to give up, to bail out. And I've seen Christian after Christian after Christian do it because of distractions. Like I said before, you started out in the flesh. You're all excited. I trust God. I'm going to trust God with my family. I'm going to trust God with my finances. I'm going to trust God with my future. I'm going to trust God with my health. God, I just feel it. I know it. I got it. I received it. And you start out in the spirit, and the first sign of wind contrary, of something pushing back, is the first sign, is the, is the beginning of you saying, well, I don't know. Maybe I miss God. Maybe this stuff isn't true. I don't. And, of course, the enemy will always send some jerk your way. To try to talk you out of what you know in your heart, Jesus spoke. You know in your heart is the will of God and the plan of God and the purpose of God. The boat, verse 22, 4 rather, the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves where the wind was contrary. Now, the, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now it's an interesting fourth watch of the night. It's the darkest part of the night. We could say a lot about that. Sometimes, you know, it gets really dark and you're wondering, where is God? I'm in the middle of a storm. Where is the Lord? Isn't it interesting that Jesus waited until the darkest part of the night to show up? He's praying up in the hill there. Now, you've got to remember something. These guys were fishermen. They knew what rough sea was. This must have been a pretty rough storm because they were fearful for their lives. It must have been one doozy of a storm because they were trained fishermen. They were on the sea all the time. They navigated and knew the sea. Like you know your community, you drive around it. They knew the sea. But it must have been so awesomely awful, so horrendous, that they began to fear for their lives. That all of a sudden Jesus shows up walking on the water. Now, he could have used another means, 
but he chose to walk on the water. So he comes walking to them. Now, now watch, listen to this part. You can read this later for yourself. They're in the boat and they see Jesus coming to them, but they didn't recognize Jesus. They thought it was a ghost. Here's my point. When you get so distracted by the storms of life and you're not in the spirit, you're not even going to recognize God in your situation. They, they were so in the flesh that they could not even recognize Jesus. Now listen, they supped with Jesus. They, they walked with Jesus. They sat at his feet. They listened to him. They were with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They traveled together. Let me tell you what. The only reason why they couldn't recognize Jesus is because they were in the flesh. I was in CVS the other day. I ran into CVS and I just scooted by an aisle. Just like, I just went like this, like that. And all of a sudden, this guy comes running down the aisle behind me, starts calling my name, and he says, I hadn't seen him. as somebody I know for, from years ago. I hadn't seen him in years. He said, I just knew it was you by the way you walked across the aisle. And I thought, that's weird. <laughs> What's with my walk? I don't know. Is there something with my walk? He said, I knew it was you just by the way you walked. Now, he didn't see my face because I was this way. And he, just, he said, I just knew, knew it was you by the walk. And I, I said, oh, okay. Now, now... Now listen, when you know somebody, you can recognize even their silhouette, you know who they are. They come up from behind you and you can sense them. They were so in the flesh that they couldn't even recognize Jesus. Why? Because they were distracted by the storm that was around them. See, we can get so distracted that our eyes come off of Jesus and are put on the storm that we can't even recognize God in the midst of the storm. We forget about the word. We forget about the power. We forget about the anointing because we become so distracted by the storm that's around us. So, so Jesus calls out to them and says, do not fear, it's me. Well, they recognized his voice and they calmed down. And Peter the big mouth, but we got to give Peter a lot, of, a lot of praise because he's the only one that had enough gumption to ask the Lord of something. And Peter says, if it's you, Lord, Tell me to come. And Jesus looked at him and said, come. <laughs> you better be careful what you're asking for. Come. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, well, all right, Peter, you know, come. It was like, come. So Peter, being the type of guy he was, he just jumps out of the boat and he's walking on the water. Humans don't walk on water. Now, he's looking at Jesus. He, he, he obeyed the word. Jesus said, come. That's representative of him obeying the word of, of the Lord. He jumped out and he starts walking. And it says, all of a sudden, it says, the wind started to kick up. There it is again. You start obeying the word of God. You start launching your faith. And all of a sudden, the enemy kicks up a big storm. Why? To try to distract you from your faith walk and your trust in Jesus. And the storm, the, the wind is blowing and the, the, the lightning is flashing and the thunder is clapping and Peter all of a sudden becomes afraid. Why did he become afraid? Because he got distracted by the storm that was around him. And it says... Fear came into his heart and beginning to sink. Let me tell you what, you don't begin to sink. Humans don't begin to, you, you 
try to step out on water, you sink. You don't sink, you plop. You go down, man, there's no sinking about it. Beginning to sink. Well, that's representative of one, one thing. As fear is entering his heart because of the distraction, oh boy, listen to me, because sometimes distractions can be, bring fear. I'm going down. This is a doozy. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one. As fear is entering his heart, faith is discharging. And as faith is discharging, he begins to lose the ability to stand on that water. Fear came because he got distracted by the storm. He was already walking. He was already defying the odds. He was defying. It's amazing how many people get started in the spirit and doing wonderful things and then all of a sudden something kicks up. Like you should be surprised that the devil isn't going to try to stop you. And like I just said, I'm going to say it again because somebody I don't think heard me, but I'm, you're going to hear me again because you need to hear it. Every time you start to embark upon a faith walk, a faith project, every time you try to, to, to believe God for one of these promises from the Bible, the enemy for sure is going to try to distract you. It'll be a storm. It'll be something somebody says, something that somebody does, something that will come from somewhere unexpected that the enemy will send your way to try to hinder you from obeying the truth and walking out God's purpose for your life, staying in the boat and getting to the other side. And Peter begins to sink and Jesus, he cries out to Jesus, save me, Lord. And Jesus goes over and Jesus being the compassionate loving Jesus that he is, reaches out his arm, grabs him. And I don't know, this is the way I look at it. They, I don't know if Jesus carried him back to the ship. I like to think that they walked together back to the ship and he put him back into the boat. But Jesus being the compassionate, loving, compassionate, loving Jesus, puts him gently back in the boat and says to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt the loving, tender Jesus just rebuked the snot out of Peter and said, Peter, you were walking on water, but you got, you ready? Everybody say it with me. Distracted by the storm around you and ultimately it, it caused you to lose the ability to walk on that water, to do the miraculous, to do the impossible, to see. Why? Because I got to. See, many, many, many folks sitting here today, the reason why things aren't changing, the reason why things aren't increasing is because you are more consumed by your situation and your circumstance than you are by the Word of God and the presence of God. Like I said before, the only reason why you don't do the Word of God, I mean, do it, like, do it like you mean it, like, do it like, I don't care, I, like, God, I fully abandon myself. I fully trust you, Jesus. I'm going to do your Word. The reason why you don't do it is because you don't trust the Lord. You love him and he loves you. But you don't trust him enough to jump out of the boat and do the work because you are distracted by whether something that somebody said or something that the devil has planted in your mind or giving you all kinds of reasons. Amazing how many people started out in faith and started out trusting God and, and, and you know, it, it even happens in the church and church where people come to church and say, oh man, I just know in the spirit that, that this is where God wants me to be. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I believe everybody that says that. And then they're here for six months and 
somebody does something or says something dumb or stupid to them and gets them confused or gets them mixed up, and they're all of a sudden distracted, and next thing I know, all that zeal and enthusiasm went out the window. Now, 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 from my perspective, were they telling me the truth in the beginning that God told them to be here? Or did God really tell them to be here and to connect with this ministry and connect with this church? But the storm kicked up. Something got them distracted. Somebody said something. Somebody did something that got them distracted. Their eyes went off of what Jesus spoke to their heart and went on something else, which caused them to abandon the ship and abort the mission. See? And this is what happens in church today. I mean, it, it, because I just, you know, I just truly believe that people are just very, very distracted. There's all kinds of reasons. Am I speaking to anybody here? Am I just speaking to my, It's all kinds of reasons. Very distracted. And, and every time a little something comes up, my attention comes off the Lord, and it goes back, you know, goes on, on this distraction, whatever it be. And we wonder why nothing's changing. Well, you have to have laser focus. You have to have laser focus on the Word of God and on, on the Spirit of God and laser focus on the Lord, just trusting Him and, and believing Him and, and, and staying, staying committed to the mission, committed to the journey, committed to the ride. No matter what happens, we need to remain committed to the Lord. People can get so distracted that they'll abandon their faith because of what, I have a, a friend that, you know, is a believer and walked with the Lord but was in a church for, for a really long time and I don't know, stuff happens, stuff happens everywhere and somebody did something or whatever and this friend of mine got very offended and the next thing I know, left the church and never went back to a church again. And I thought, how could you abandon the ship? Work it out. Don't let the storm distract you from the call and the purpose of your life. Don't let the storm cause you to go in a different direction that God didn't call you to. Stay focused. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in all the course of my life in ministry, how many distractions that, that I've had you know, that would cause me um, to want to, 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 to quit or to give up or, you know, because people said this or people said that. And it's like, uh, you know, I can't, you know, somebody said, you start putting your attention there. And then something happens over here and you put your attention over here. And then something, and you put your attention here. And then it's over here. You put your attention here. And before you know it, you're so distracted and your head is like wobbling because it's so filled with all this stuff. You have to say, stop it. Put your focus back on Jesus. Get your focus off of all of this stuff. And just purpose to stay in the boat for the journey. No matter what storm you go through, no matter what happens, no matter how much dust is kicked in your face, you just endure it and you keep on going until you get to the place that the Lord wants you to arrive at. Distractions. Let me just give you one quick story uh, from the Bible. Remember a man named David? 
David was a man after God's own heart. He slew Goliath all by himself with one stone. Boom. Knocked him right in the head and killed him. This man did absolute mighty and powerful things because he was under the unbelievable anointing of God. And one day he was up on his rooftop, probably praying. Maybe he was singing songs or writing psalms. I don't know, but he was doing something in the spirit, I'm sure, because he was a spiritual godly man. He loved God. And he's walking back and forth up on his terrace, and he happened to just gaze over one side of the terrace, and there is an open window with a woman who's fully unclothed, naked, bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. And David is praying like this, and he walks over and he goes, Whoa! She's beautiful. Well, he got so, everybody tell me, that he decided to have some of his guys go get her, brings, brings her to the house, and anyway, they have relations, and she gets pregnant, but she's married to a man named Uriah. So David figures, I'm going to fix this problem. He arranges to have Uriah killed out in the battlefield. He was, he was killed, so she becomes a widow, and he thinks his problems are all over. They have a child, they have a son. Let me tell you what, things that are birthed in sin never turn out right. Let me say it again. Things that are birthed in sin never turn out right. Let me say it again. Things that are birthed in sin never turn out right. Let me say it again. Things that are... No, I have to say it. I have to say it. I have to say it because we have so many young people that are so distracted by the wisdom of the world. Well, we meet, we fall in love, we have sex, we live together. We don't have to be married. Oh, am I preaching real good right now? Oh, everybody's doing it. I don't want to be the oddball. Everybody's doing it. My mother used to say, if everybody's jumping off the George Washington Bridge, are you going to jump too? Right? And, 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 and anything, anything that's birthed in sin never turns out right. So he has a child. He loves this child. And shortly after, the child gets sick and dies. And David goes into a deep, deep depression. Why? Because he got distracted. And how many people have abandoned the call of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God, the very destiny that the Lord had because we got distracted and walked away. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's more prevalent than, than, than you think. And it's happening more than you think. So distraction is a really horrible thing. Don't let the enemy distract you from what God has called you to do. Don't let the enemy pull you away from where God's placed you, what God has given you to do. Do it with all of your heart. And when the naysayers come... And when the troublemakers come, and when the people with negative things come, why don't you just stand up and tell them to shut up and sit down amen. and to get out of your way? Amen. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors